Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Chris Bagley. Chris recently made his amateur MMA debut, fights out of AFS 10th Planet Richmond, and he's uh, the, the son of Gina and Scott Elliott, and he's been around the scene for so long, so very fascinating to get to catch up with someone who's a senior in high school and just made his amateur MMA debut. Really appreciate Chris joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Chris Begley from Richmond, Kentucky. Chris, how are you today? Good. How are you? Doing very well. Really appreciate you joining me. Chris, of course, is... um, you were born into a family where you, you've had martial arts around you ever since, probably ever since you can ever remember, I assume. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. Around the, the end of age four, going on to five. You started training? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so if it's all right, Chris, could you kind of give a little bit of an introduction? Who is Chris Bagley? How old are you? you were, I assume you were born in the Richmond area. Where were you born? Uh, what school do you go to? Okay. Um, I'm Chris Begley. Uh, I train at 10th Planet uh, Richmond AFS Academy. Um, I, yes, I am born, I am raised in the Richmond area. I recently moved to Berea, the next town under. Okay. I go to Madison, Madison Southern High School. Okay. And you said when you were, so are you currently, you're 18 years old right now, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And a senior in high school. Yes, sir. And at age four, you started, uh, so 14 years ago, you started training martial arts. What can you tell me about your memories from age four or your earliest memories 
uh, of training martial arts? What type of class did you take to start and those types of things? Um, well, like everybody else, I did the kids class to start off with. And uh, I did jujitsu, some Muay Thai. We used to, I think they used to teach the kids Muay Thai when I started. And uh, now we just teach the kids jujitsu. But I started mainly jujitsu and um competed around six or seven i want to say seven a little later and eventually once i got into it uh okay my mom yeah my mom would uh just kept staying in it so i kept staying in it okay and did you enjoy uh did you enjoy the martial arts from the beginning yeah uh, yes i very much did i loved wrestling around very young age just it's one of the first one of the first sports i've ever did and i just kept stuck uh, stuck with it okay and from those early uh memories you have did you like jujitsu or muay thai class more or did they kind of all blend together or did you have a preference i didn't really have a preference when i started off it was just more of we're teaching you everything but i think uh i mainly they they mainly stuck me on jujitsu and i mainly favored it just throughout my performance and subconsciously, I guess. Okay. But, um, yeah. I mainly competed in that only. Okay. Now, of course, your mother is Gina Elliott and your um, stepfather is, is Scott Elliott. Yes, sir. And so you've been around uh, the 10th Planet system for back as, as far as you can remember. So, of course, you've got plenty of exposure to that. At what age? You said maybe age seven you first started competing in jiu-jitsu. Do you have any specific memories about when you first competed? Did you have butterflies or any any uh, fascinating stories related to that? I think, I think uh, like everybody, I did start off nervous, but then the wears on you just – you want to, it's like, oh, it's another competition eventually. But then think uh, what they mainly taught me when I started jujitsu, what they mainly taught me is how to, how to get the back and choke them out. It's how just build, just build off that and level off that. Okay. And did you have success when you were competing at age seven? Do you remember like coming home with gold medals and things like that? Or, or did you experience, you know, some people I talked to say when they got started, they would get their ass kicked all the time and then they stuck with it and they improved on that did you ever experience that or were you kind of winning from the very beginning from the very beginning i was i did start off winning um i think my second or third tournament i did lose a match against the kid it was very much a shock because i wasn't used to losing but, uh, especially at a young age but uh got used to that and then i was like well you're gonna have to lose to grow and then, but after that, just you had to keep growing and win as much as you can. Do you remember that first? So that was your first loss. Was that at like age seven or eight, maybe? And do you remember exactly how it went down? Was it significant for you? No, I don't think it was significant for me. I just it was just like, oh, okay, this is this is losing. <laughs> it didn't it didn't feel good, but uh, but you were eager to get back in there immediately. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so sev age seven or eight, so walk me through this. I know you've wrestled uh, now for years also. Uh, you started Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu at age four. 
And then mainly you- jujitsu, I want to say, but okay, I did, I did do a little more Thai, yes, sir. Okay, uh, when do you remember really focusing a little bit more, maybe on the striking? Did that happen at some point? Yes, um, I want to say I can't remember what year, but we went to the as a gym, we went to the TBA tournament. Uh, I forget where it's at, of course, but um. We, we went to the TBA tournament, and that was my first fight, actual fight. Uh, it was just a Muay Thai fight on the feet. And uh, I only had one Muay Thai fight. I lost that one. But uh, it, was a, it was a rough experience trying to do that fight. <laughs> how, how old were you? Different... Yeah, how old were you for that? Uh, I was still in grade school. I want to say around eight or nine. Okay. And so you got in there with another eight or nine year old kid about the same size as you. And for whatever reason, maybe he had an advantage or he kind of just. He was bigger than me, actually. Okay. I remember his, I remember um, his head was so big, his headgear wouldn't fit him. (laughs) Okay. So I remember he was bigger than me. And so you accepted that fight. You you competed in, in Muay Thai kickboxing at age eight or nine. You lost that one, but then you focused more so on jujitsu for years after that. Yes, sir. Okay. At what age did you start wrestling? Uh, okay. I think I started doing youth wrestling in middle, uh, no, not middle school, um, fifth grade. Yes, fifth grade. I started, I started wrestling. Okay. And I did the youth tournaments into the state tournament. Got second in that state tournament, just my first year off and just, just it was a new thing, and I was like, "Oh, I know how to wrestle. I just need to learn how to not get on my back." <laughs> okay, so because of the experience in jujitsu, you already understood maybe not the exact rules of wrestling quite yes, quite yet, but but you were pretty good with the idea of avoiding getting taken down and taking people down. Yes, sir. Well, uh, my stepdad, my stepfather, Coach Scott, knew knows about wrestling too. <clears throat> too and uh so it, it that helped a lot and he could teach me more than some sometimes my even my own coaches even yeah I, I, if i remember correctly scott grew up in indiana and he described it as saying wrestling was like just part of being a child it's like everybody who who grew up there it was i think it was maybe even a class at school or something along those lines mm-hmm. if i remember correctly from what scott like had, gym said. class yep i think it was gym class Okay. Um, When you first started wrestling, do you remember thinking, I prefer competing in wrestling or, man, I wish I could do jujitsu more or what was going on with that? Uh, I didn't know yet because it was still new. I kind of like new things, you know. I didn't know yet, but as I went into like, when I went into middle school wrestling, I, I liked I liked how it was new still, but it still was kind of getting an old thing for, or uh, to be an old thing for me. Um, I was more, cause when I would practice jujitsu, I was more around my parents, you could say, because they were in the gym just sure. like me, twenty four seven. But I was a little more independent from them when I was in wrestling at the school. So that that was kind of appealing, is to have a little bit of time on your own. A little bit, yes, sir. But I still preferred as I seventh grade. Uh, I stayed back a grade in seventh grade just to get a year ahead, 
but I started to prefer jujitsu, competing in jujitsu and uh, practicing in it too. Okay. And um, through high school, what ended up being your preferred weight class for competing in wrestling? Um, I've, I've grown through all my years in high school and my most recent one that I'm probably staying with is uh, 144 pounds. Okay. And have you looked into, or actually I should ask, cause I'm, I'm pretty naive when it comes to wrestling. Um, are you, are you good at wrestling? I'm, I'm, I'm a over, I'm over average for the state. I think I, I placed, I didn't get to place in state last year because I hurt my uh, knee due to a um, strain in my ACL, I think, and I hurt it pretty bad. So, but the year before, my sophomore year, I competed in 132, and I got sixth in the state. Okay. Have, so, have you have you considered or looked into the possibility of wrestling in college? Uh, yes, I have. I looked at Lindsey Wilson College. Okay. Uh, wrestling there. Is that something you you think you're going to pursue? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still looking at all my options because uh, they don't have my. I'm still looking for a career in my college and after life after high school. Um. So they don't have my preferred choice, you could say. So, Do you mind sharing? What is your preferred choice? Uh, I was going to take a, I was, if I got the chance, opportunity or uh, wanted to, I was going to go into Homeland Security at EKU. Okay. And uh, maybe police work, whatever, um, whatever I could do. Civilian. Uh, yeah. In the city. <laughs> okay. I know uh, Richmond or EKU is a, a very good place for that type of a, a career uh, path. Yes, sir. Okay. And so, of course, on October 15th, 2022, you made your, you could say, long-awaited amateur MMA debut. Uh, what can you tell me about this matchup? Have you, have you always thought you wanted to fight MMA as soon as you were ready? Because from a distance, it looks like, oh, that's Chris Begley. That's Gina's, Gina's Scott kid, Scott's kid. You know, that he's going to fight as soon as he turns 18. Mm-hmm. He's still in high school. He gets right in there and he fights. Is that an accurate uh, description? Did you always know you wanted to get in the cage ASAP? Or is there something else to it? Um, I would say I've always known I wanted to get in the cage ASAP, but I did want to get in there sometime for sure. I, I definitely wanted to because I've I grew up around my mom fighting. She was very good. She went to Invicta. Um, I looked up to her a lot. She was some. She was. She was a. She's one of the people on on this planet I love so much. Um, and uh, I grew up around. Adam Fritz and uh, and uh, even Linda being as good being as good as they are and fighting as much as they did it, it was like I have to try it too <laughs> you know um but it was a uh, it was a uh, something you enjoyed no that's right yeah, it was Some- something I enjoyed yeah 
So versus your expectations, I know you've, of course, trained in the cage plenty and you have the, I mean, you've got the whole package as far as jujitsu, striking, in wrestling. When you were starting to put it all together, um, you know, is, is there anything specifically to that? Did you have to adjust any of your training? I mean, you're, you're actually a, a current high school uh you know, wrestler. So, I mean, did that, yes, sir. Uh, does that impact your training when you're preparing specifically to get into the cage? You got to train certain ways on certain days. And h- how was that process? So when I was being, uh, when I was preparing for my fight, I, my wrestling is a part from my uh, gym at, uh, at Tiff planet. So I stay in the gym uh, seven, uh, six, seven days a week training and uh wrestling season they don't they don't start practice anyways till around wrestling season starting which they've started now but uh it's getting ready to start in november uh december time and uh but practice to start usually the first practice was last monday last week and um so it it was kind of perfect timing really with this with me training up to my fight and then uh, wrestling right after. But I do mainly train jiu-jitsu, so I did have to train uh, change up my jiu-jitsu training with uh, every, say we're doing takedowns, every time I do a takedown, I enter a combination that sets me up for a takedown. Or uh, using, don't play off your back as much because you don't want to do that in MMA. You want to stay dominant and on top. In MMA, because you you'll get punched in the face. Um, so more being more aggressive in my jujitsu style, I guess you could say. Okay, and, and so when preparing for specifically your MMA fight, you were tweaking. Like if you're kind of casually rolling with your buddies in the gym, maybe you'll you know play off your back and try to try to do some stuff off your back that you don't think would necessarily be the best thing to do in an actual fight, but it's fun in the gym. But when it's time for a fight camp leading up to an actual MMA fight, you don't do that as much. Yes, sir. Okay. We want to, yeah, we want to stay dominant when we fight, but also, uh, you don't know who you're fighting. So you have to be prepared. What if they're on top of you? Mm. You have to learn how to escape that mount or how to escape from the bottom, you know? Okay. Um, growing up, did you have a favorite MMA fighter? Um, I can't say I, I. I liked them all when I was younger. I liked watching them all. You know, I didn't really. My first one, I could say, because I, I went, I went on different ones because I liked because you went on certain uh, different different people went on different winning sprees at the time. And uh, I say my first ever favorite fighter was Chuck Liddell. Mm, okay. Iceman. Okay. If you could develop into the specific, a specific type of fighter, because you seem to have all the tools, you know, you could win probably off your back in the cage. You know, you could win with ground and pound. You could probably win just with strikes like Chuck Liddell. Is there a specific style you would like to assume as your identity going forward or does it is it just wherever uh the the fight takes you it doesn't matter you just want to win 
I I don't have a specific style style. I have to say, like I'm more. Uh, I'd say I'm more uh, favorable for jujitsu because I've been. It's what I'm more seasoned in and uh, better at than Muay Thai or striking. I feel, but um, I. I guess in the cage it doesn't. I, I can mix it all up when it comes down to it. What if you were to? Well, I assume you're going to fight MMA more. Is that right? Uh, maybe I think so. Okay. <laughs> we'll see after wrestling season. Okay. Um. So because you're spending so much time wrestling, um, if you were, let's imagine you were to win an MMA fight via like just wrestling someone to the ground and controlling them, and then you win a unanimous decision after three rounds so you did not get the finish just a unanimous decision when you you just wrestled them down to the ground and beat them and you know controlled them the whole fight would you feel just as satisfied with that as you would for getting a finish um i don't know um yeah that's a fair answer you 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 ultimately don't want to get hurt and you want to go in there and win so if you win right then that's a good thing I kind of like winning as quick as possible because, yeah, I just, uh, I guess I like doing the finish, but I think I would feel better about myself if I finished them than uh, okay. uh, beat, them, beat them up for three rounds getting beat up. But you're not one of those guys who will say, like, I would, you know, I, I would much prefer to go for a, a finish at all costs instead of just winning with a boring wrestling decision. You wouldn't be ashamed of that. If I, if I, yes, if I had to, like, say I couldn't finish him, if I had to, I would, tr- I would, uh, stay dominant for three rounds, but I wouldn't try to, I wouldn't try to gas myself out and give it my all. So I, so would I, uh, so I'd maybe even lose the fight in the end. By taking a risk, going for a submission, possibly giving up position, something like that, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so. You, I know originally, Chris, you were scheduled to fight um, a guy. Let's see who it was on that card, October fifteenth. Uh, Chris Wise. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, do you know what what it was that happened with him? Why did that fight end up not happening? I don't know what happened. To be honest, I wasn't left in the details. My 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 mom manages stuff like that, so. You you could ask her, but I don't I don't really know. I just heard that uh, they could contact him. Okay. Um, okay. Find out where he went. And then, um, what can you say about how the fight actually did go down? You won, you know, pretty quick. You know, yes, you kind of took, as you said earlier, you you're supposed to, from an early age, go in, take someone's back in jiu-jitsu and finish them and that's pretty much what you did right but how would you describe what happened in the fight if you had to do kind of a play-by-play summary of that fight how did it go down um so uh when we got in there i was uh my plan was to listen to my coach for one and for two uh i wanted to feel him out first see what he does standing see how much he moves Stuff like that, you know. Um, but um, uh, I feel like he didn't move as much as I intended, and, you know. And uh, once I, I attacked with, I think, a lead kick first, then I was fast enough. I think I, I think from there, I think I felt like I knew I was faster. 
and then uh, jab cross and uh, saw saw him try to swing big right hand right after. I was like, well, it's time to duck and uh, do a double leg takedown at this time and uh, took him down. And uh, he tried to get me in a guillotine, I think, but I had him in mount. Yeah, it looks like he was almost on bottom bottom half guard and then mount, but he was trying to guillotine while on the complete bottom. Yes. And then he was, I think he tried to strike me from there, but I felt it. It just didn't really phase me too much. I don't, I don't think it hurt too much. And I strike back and uh, push his elbow, get my head out. I start striking from there. He's a... Uh, then he was scrambling, turned his back eventually. I think I keep striking. I get my – he keeps turning. I get my glove stuck in his armpit while that's going on. And then uh, try to get my gloves out and keep striking. Then eventually he turned over against the cage, and I try to control him more. He was belly down still, and I couldn't really find openings to – because I didn't want to hit him in the back of the head. I think I accidentally did once. And uh, so I kept trying to hit him where I could in the face because he kept covering up and uh, just kept trying to strike. And then he was getting up to his knees, and I I think this is where I hurt his back. I, uh, stri- I uh, hook, got my hooks in and uh, strained his legs out, flattened him out on the mat, and tried to keep striking from there. I think he uh, tapped. From there, was tapping, and then the ref stopped it, saying he hurt his back, and then that was the end of it. That's that's wild. Um, a guy I trained with, Todd Pickett, he was on the same card, but his debut oh, fight, yes. yeah, he, he's looking real good, an amateur um, at two and zero now. But his debut fight, he kind of ended up doing a something similar. It looked like he had obviously done much more jujitsu than his opponent in the past, and so he got back mount, flattened him out. And then, like, there was kind of like an injury type deal there, and it, it turned into a, a – I think his was a verbal tap, but you say your opponent actually physically tapped due I, to being flattened I out? Think I, I think I did see him uh, tap out with his hand, but I wasn't for sure because the ref didn't stop it. So I was like, well, I better keep punching because the ref's not going to stop it. And and uh, you got to keep going until the ref says stop. Okay. And so versus your expectations prior to getting into the cage, looking back on that as your debut debut experience, were, you know, did anything happen that was kind of surprising to you? I'm assuming butterflies were not a big issue. I mean, you've competed in jujitsu and wrestling so much that I'm sure you're, I'm guessing you were not very like nervous right before getting into the cage, but how is the experience versus what you expected looking back on it in hindsight? Um, the training was very hard, I will say. Um, but I guess I was a little nervous before the fight, just before getting in there and stuff. It was like, okay, I'm getting ready to fight. I'm actually getting in the cage and getting ready to punch, punch with somebody, you know? Um, but I feel like once I did get in the cage, I was fine. All the butterflies all of a sudden went away. I was, I was good. I, I felt like I was there, like I was supposed to be you know um but it felt it felt real good to get one fight you know and uh, have that experience for the rest of my life as an 18 year old it's 
really cool going back to high school the next Monday being like, oh, uh, I had an MMA fight. <laughs> Do people at your school, uh, are they aware of what MMA is? And were they act, were, did everybody kind of know what had happened? Uh, yes, sir. Um, they, they know what it is because of UFC. Um, but I, I kind of, I promoted my fight at school a little bit and let people know. I was like, oh, I'm fighting, by the way, this Saturday. And it spread around. You being the kid at your school who's, I guess, one of the better guys on the wrestling team and you've been doing jujitsu and, and striking your whole life, do you ever have anyone who's like, oh, he thinks he's tough and they try to mess with you? Mm, I can't say I really have. No. I've never really, I've never, I haven't been in a fight in high school. So, and nobody's really tried to actually mess with me. You know, they haven't actually tried to fight me. You know, it wasn't like a real thing. I'm not because, well, because of my mom, I have an aggressive attitude. I get that from, uh, from her genes. So I'm not very, I'm not really the person to pick on at school. And, uh, because I'm not easy to pick on, I guess. But um, other than that, it's like, it's like, oh, Chris fights. But some people, I think uh, one of my friends did uh, get a little afraid. He's like, oh, Chris actually fights. You know, he's like, oh, I'm actually not going to mess with him for sure now. After the <laughs> so, MMA fight, so prior to you getting in there and dealing with strikes and everything, maybe he was thinking, oh, he just does some karate or something, or he was minimizing what you had maybe. done, something like that? Yes, sir. Then once he saw it and was like, oh, Chris actually does MMA, he's like, oh, okay, wow. Really realized what I actually did. Some people really realized what I actually did after. I won't say like everybody did because of I've people have seen my grappling matches because of social media in wrestling, but uh, some people saw me actually throw punches, so it was kind of different. You have competed. You're a purple belt in jujitsu, correct? Uh, blue belt. Oh, I'm sorry, blue belt. But you have beat adult purple belts. Yes, sir. I have. Okay. Um, what have been the highlights of your jiu-jitsu, competitive jiu-jitsu career thus far? Um, I re- uh, thank my mom. We got to compete in IBJJF a lot. And uh, I didn't do too good my first year. <laughs> I won some, lost some, but I lost more than usual. But who, but, what uh, were you, what, what, who were you competing against when you didn't do so well? What are you saying? Oh, uh, it was just a. It was nice to compete at that high level, mm-hmm. have a chance at that high level, and get used to it. And uh, the next year, once we did uh, get a little more used to it and competing at IBJJF, I, I started to win more, mm-hmm. um, win my bracket more, and um, I think everybody did too. Once we started to do that, and uh, I'd, I'd say that's the biggest thing I'd like to do. Uh, that's the biggest thing I've done because IBJJF was a real, real, real different than the local tournaments around here. Now, that first year when you, you said you struggled at IBJJF, who were you competing against? Was it other 16-year-olds? I mean, what was uh, it? Yes. It was other blue belt teenagers that were, I won't say bigger than me because I did uh, 
Colo weight. So we're around the same, but we I just I think I mainly struggled with them a lot. And uh finally I got used to it. But then when I turned eighteen I had to go against Blue Belt men. So they had a little more ex- they they also had a little more experience, but I started winning more too. Even though they have less experience than those boys, but they're still, you know, men. Okay. In a tiny weight class. Um, so your wrestling season is just getting going now in the practice and yes, everything. Sir. I assume that's really what your focus is on now is not so much getting back in the cage for MMA, not so much on competing in jiu-jitsu, but you're going to try to have the best senior season uh, for the wrestling team possible, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's my last year wrestling, and I have uh, because I stayed back in the seventh grade. Uh, the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky uh, High School Athletic Association let me uh, have another year of high school wrestling. So I have five years, including yeah, this year of high school wrestling because I got to wrestle in eighth grade, middle school for uh, high school. So. It'll be my last year, finally, then my last year of school anyway, so enjoy that while I can, I guess. Okay. Um, Chris, outside of combat sports, everything we've discussed thus far has been related to you being a fighter. I guess we did talk about your a little bit about your career aspirations going forward. But outside of combat sports, what is something – that someone listening may be surprised to know about Chris? What type of, I don't know, do you have any like TV shows you like to watch? You play video games. What do you do with your spare time? And is there anything in particular about Chris Begley that people listening may not know? Um, I don't, I don't get out of the wrestling room or gym often. Well, I do. It's just, I have a, I just have a few hours at home usually, like including sleep and uh, in the middle of the day. But um, I'd say there's nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think there's anything that surprising about me, really. I don't think. Uh, but um, I said earlier I want to do a uh, homeland security and thought about going into. Uh, the military too, because my family's a military background. Um, I don't think that's very surprising. Um, you don't you don't play spend much uh, time playing video games, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I haven't played. I play. I play some, but I don't play that much often anymore because I'm just busy and just really. Too much energy to expend on that TV sometimes, you know. I'll sit down and watch some TV maybe when I'm eating or uh, have nothing else to do at night before I go to bed, but that's it. You have any, I don't know, podcasts you like to listen to or any TV shows? If you ever do watch TV, anything you think's funny, any funny movies you like? Um, um I like a... <laughs> I don't. I don't really watch TV that much. I will say, um, but uh, I just uh, 
I like, you know, I like all the Marvel movies. Okay. <laughs> Everybody okay. does. Um, like, you know, the DC movies too. I've been watching a lot of the uh, horror movies recently because of Halloween, you know, got into Hellraiser recently. Okay. The new movie and stuff. Are, are you going to dress up as anything for Halloween? Uh, probably not. I don't know what to dress up as. Who got any ideas? Okay. Cool. Chris, I really appreciate you joining me for the episode today. Um, before we start the process of wrapping things up, I mean, are you trying to promote any social media or is there anything you'd like to mention before we start to, to wrap up the episode? Um, my Instagram, I guess, is uh, chris.begley10p. Um, uh, thanks to my coach, uh, Scott Elliott, 10P. Or, well, Scott Elliott, his Instagram is Scott Elliott, 10P. And uh, thanks to my mom, uh, Gina Elliott, and hers, Gina E, 10P. Uh, okay. Do, do you ever teach classes at the, the gym? Um, not that often. I will uh, help teach a kid's class sometimes. I, I'm an assistant instructor for the kid's class, but uh, if a uh, 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 Gina Elliott, uh, well, Gina, uh, my mom Gina and uh, Adam teach the kids classes. My mom teaches the gi classes, and my and Adam teaches the no gi because he's very good at that. Um, um, mom likes the gi with the kids, and so. Uh, but if one of them, uh, if they are out, I'll teach gi or no gi. Mostly, mostly gi. I will say I teach my moms a lot sometimes. Not a lot, but. That's it. Okay. And do you have long-term aspirations of maybe teaching or coaching other MMA fighters or coaching like high school wrestling or, you know, I don't know, teaching striking? Do you have, in your long-term, 20 years from now, do you think you'll be teaching martial arts? I'd say, if anything, I I may teach jiu-jitsu. But I don't see my... Because that's my strong suit for one. It's the one I like teaching, I guess. I haven't really experienced teaching actual striking. And I haven't. I like I like striking a lot. It's just not my, not my area, <laughs> you know, so. But you have, for years, you've, you've been do practicing striking. You've been doing kickboxing classes and you've been doing work yes, like sir. every week, I assume, right? Yes, sir, I have. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, great stuff, Chris. I really appreciate you joining me. I look forward to speaking with you again sometime in the future, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. 